Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Box Out Podcast. This is, this is Tyler Scheller, and I'll be talking to you a little bit about some NBA hoops. I'll be posting this on Tuesday, October 29th, going over a little bit of Monday and Tuesday hoops. Monday, we had 11 games, and Tuesday, we just had three. So I have to confess, my internet is down, and I am using my hotspot for all of this information. So I decided to hell with it. I'm going to record early because I can't watch the Lakers game. So I figured I'd get a jump start on it. Here's some music, and when we come back, I'll be talking Monday night's games. Well, I guess we'll kick off with the first game of Monday night, and that was the Detroit Pistons hosting the Indiana Pacers. Don't worry, there was no malice in the palace, and that's partially because the Pistons are playing in something called Little Caesars Arena. Trash. But it is their second time playing within a week, as the Pistons won in Indiana on October 23rd, 119-110, behind a great performance from Andre Drummond. This game appeared to be on a similar trajectory, until the Pacers shrunk the Pistons' lead in the fourth and eventually took the lead. But thanks to a Derrick Rose layup with 28 seconds left, the Pistons were able to hold on, thanks in part to a pretty good look from Malcolm Brogdon missed at the top of the key, but an offensive rebound by TJ Warren that was a tough shot because he thought the clock was running out. For the most part, D. Rose had a pretty rough game, going 4-16 of 16 from the field with 10 points and 6 assists, but ultimately he was able to overcome that and make the big shot when it counted. Andre Drummond continued to be a fantasy player's dream, putting in 18 points and 18 boards on 8 of 15 shooting with two blocks. He did have six turnovers, though. Tony Snell and Markeith Morris each had eight. Luke Kennard got the start tonight and had 14 on 5 of 11 shooting, three of six from three. Journeyman Tim Frazier got the start for Reggie Jackson today, who was out with lower back tightness, and responded with a crazy two points, two rebounds, eight assists on 0 of 4 shooting from the field. Give the man credit, though, zero turnovers. Coming off the bench with a double-double was three-year man out of UNLV, Christian Wood. This guy is the reason that ISO Joe no longer has a job, and he showed why. In 21 minutes, had 19 points on 12 boards on 8 of 10 shooting. Bruce Brown also had 11 and 7 off the bench. On the Pacers' side of things, the big men led the way. Sabonis had 21 points and 14 boards, while Miles Turner chipped in 16 and had 5 boards. TJ Warren had his best game as a Pacer so far, scoring 19 points, also getting 5 boards and 5 steals. While his last field goal attempt was rough, he had a pretty strong game other than that. While Brogdon wasn't shooting well, he still had a pretty strong game, and I think still looks like a solid signing. He had 15 points, 8 boards, and 11 assists, but the bad news is it took him 17 shots to get those 15 points. Coming off the bench, Justin Holliday, TJ Leaf, and TJ McConnell all had 6 points. I'm sure there's a Halloween 666 joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to make it. The Pacers fall to 0-3 with a game on the road against the Nets on Wednesday night, while the Pistons go up to 2-2, getting both wins over the Pacers, and they'll be playing in Toronto on Wednesday night. Moving on to the Bobby Portis revenge game where the Knicks hosted the Chicago Bulls. Apparently, Bobby Portis didn't get all his anger out on Nikola Mirotic for the Bulls, he still had some resentment. Despite the Bulls leading for most of the way and getting a lead all the way up to 18 points, Bobby Portis and the Knicks chipped away at that lead and eventually led when it mattered, taking the lead at a minute 47 on a three-pointer by Bobby Portis, and the Knicks would hold on to take a 105-98 victory. Portis scored 28 points tonight after totaling 18 total in his previous three games for the Knicks. 
RJ Barrett had a strong performance, getting 19 points and 15 boards on 7 of 15 shooting. He also played 40 minutes. Julius Randle recorded his fourth double-double in as many games for the Knicks with 13 points and 14 rebounds. Kevin Knox had 14 off the bench, and after the Knicks fans requested Frankie Smokes, they got Frankie Smokes. Unfortunately, he didn't have a great performance, going 0 of 6 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3, but he did have two rebounds and two assists in 22 minutes after Alfred Payton left the game after 20 minutes with a sore hamstring. Leading the way for the Bulls was Zach Levine, who had 21 on 8 of 18 shooting. Wendell Carter Jr. had 20 points and 10 boards. Otto Porter had a rough game from the field, going 3 of 11 and only scoring 7 points. Markkanen had 18 and 6. Sadoransky, the starting point guard for the Bulls, has still yet to break double digits this season and cracking 20 minutes in each game. Which brings me to a little bit more interesting point. Kobe White had five points on two of five shooting, hoping he can get some more action here soon after only playing 16 minutes on Monday night. The Bulls fall to one and three and will visit Cleveland on Wednesday, while the Knicks get their first win of the season and will visit Orlando on Wednesday. Staying on the Eastern Conference, the 76ers traveled to Atlanta for a battle of interesting young teams in the Eastern Conference. The Hawks actually appeared to have it going and appeared to be in a good spot taking their lead to 13 points, but ultimately just didn't have an answer for Joel Embiid as the 76ers took the victory, 105-103. to Like I said, they didn't have an answer for Embiid, who had 36 points, 13 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, a block, and went 12 of 19 from the field, including 10 of 10 from the free throw line. I have to say this, he did have 7 turnovers. He was flanked by Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, who had 13 apiece. Josh Richardson also had 14. The 76ers didn't get a ton from their bench, partially because Mike Scott got ejected just nine minutes into the action from him. Matisse Thibault, the defensive specialist from UW, had eight points and also four steals in 20 minutes. On the other side, Trey Young led the Hawks with 25 points and nine assists on 7 of 20 shooting, but he also had seven turnovers. And John Collins had a strong game with 16 points and eight boards, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that Joel Embiid threw down on him pretty hard. DeAndre Hunter also had a strong game with 14 points and nine boards. The 76ers remain one of the three undefeated teams and will be facing another one of those undefeated teams on Wednesday in Minnesota. For the Hawks, this was the first game of a back-to-back, so we'll cover them on the Tuesday portion of this. Moving on to last year's playoff matchup between the Toronto Raptors and Orlando Magic. Toronto hosted the Magic and were mostly in control the whole time, except a second in the fourth quarter where the Magic made it interesting, but ultimately the Raptors ended up winning 104-95. The Raptors also rocked the Damon Stoudemire throwbacks, so that's how you should have known they were going to win. Kyle Lowry led the way for the Raptors, scoring 26 points, getting 5 rebounds, and 6 assists, all while struggling from 3, going 3 of 11 from 3. Pascal Siakam continued to be a stud scoring 24 points, getting 9 boards on 9 of 16 shooting. The Raptors had all 5 starters in double digit, with Van Fleet scoring 14, Ananobi scoring 12, and Marc Gasol getting a simple double-double with 10 points, 10 rebounds, 0 assists, 0 steals, 0 blocks. Serge Ibaka almost joined him, having 9 points and 10 rebounds with 0 assists, 0 steals, and 0 blocks. For the Magic, I usually like to start with the high notes, but it's tough to look anywhere else. Vucevic had a tough game from the field going 1 of 13 and only scoring 5 points for him. He also had 12 rebounds, though. Moving on to better things, though, Jonathan Isaac went off, scoring 24 points on 7 of 10 from the field. He also had 7 boards, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. And that's coming off games where he scored 8 points and 3 points. Evan Fournier had 18 points. 
DJ Augustine chipped in a solid 10. Coming off the bench, Markel Fultz had 13 on 6 of 11 shooting, including 5 assists. And Terrence Ross had 11 against his former team. The Magic slide to 1-2 and two and will be hosting the Knicks on Wednesday. Meanwhile, the Raptors move up to 3-1 and one and will be hosting the Detroit Pistons on Wednesday. Moving on to the battle of the traded point guards on Monday night. The Rockets hosted OKC in what was an interesting battle, as OKC looked to be in control in the first half, but ultimately the Houston Rockets took control, only allowing the Thunder to score 18 points in the third quarter where they took the lead and never let it go, eventually winning 116-112. to The top scorer for the Rockets was James Harden, who had 40, doing most of that damage from the free throw line, going 21 of 22 from the stripe. Russell Westbrook was just one assist shy of a triple-double against his former team, with 21 points, 12 boards, and 9 assists. P.J. Tucker had 17 points and 9 boards on 5 of 7 from 3, and Clint Capella had 15 points and 7 boards. The bench for the Rockets was pretty much a non-factor with Eric Gordon scoring 10 and Austin Rivers scoring the only other 4 points off the bench for the Rockets. For the Thunder, leading the way was Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who continues to perform and get buckets at a high level, scoring 22 points and grabbing 9 boards. Danilo Gallinari had 17 points and 6 boards. And Chris Paul, who ended up getting a tribute video, had 15 points and 4 rebounds and 4 assists. Coming off the bench for the Thunder, Dennis Schroeder had a second strong game in a row with 22 points, 5 rebounds, and 7 assists on 8 of 13 shooting. Nerlens Noel also had 15 off the bench. Hamidou Diallo also had a strong game with 9 points and 6 boards, but took 11 shots in just 17 minutes. My dude Steven Adams had 6 points and 12 boards in 26 minutes, but went to the locker room in the 4th quarter and didn't return with a bruised left knee. The Thunder fall to 1-3 and three and up next will host the Portland Trailblazers on Wednesday night. The Rockets improved to 2-1 and one and head to Washington Wednesday night. Up next, the Milwaukee Bucks hosted the Cleveland Cavaliers, and it went just about how you would expect. The game was close at the end of the first quarter, and the Bucks just continued to build a lead, getting it all the way up to 21 points before finally putting the Cavs out of their misery, 129-112. I have a feeling that the Cavs got a little bit of a tame version of Giannis, who had 14 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 assists in 29 minutes, and he was one of the 7 players on the Bucks roster to get double digits. Joining Giannis in the 14-point club was Wes Matthews. Matthews and Eric Bloodsoe. Leading the way for the Bucks was actually Chris Middleton, who had 21 points and 8 boards in 28 minutes on 9 of 14 shooting. George Hill had 19 off the bench, and Pat Connaughton actually had 17 on 4 of 5 shooting from 3. The Bucks were actually money from 3, making 17 of their 38 3 attempts. The Cavs' front court continues to be a terror on the boards, with Kevin Love scoring 15 points and grabbing 16 boards, with Tristan Thompson scoring 17 points and grabbing 13 boards. That is definitely something to factor in in the scouting report. Colin Sexton had 18 on 8 of 15 shooting, and Larry Nance had 15 and 8 off the bench, while Jordan Clarkson and provided his heat check ways, scoring 17 on 6 of 13 from the field. The Cavs fall to 1-2 and two and will be hosting the Bulls on Wednesday. The Bucks improved to 2-1 and one and travel to Boston to play the Celtics on Wednesday. And moving on to the Golden State Warriors traveling to New Orleans against the Pelicans. I think it's safe to say the Warriors definitely needed this one and were in control pretty much the entire way, leading from end-to-end getting a lead of 29 points, eventually putting away the Pelicans with a 134-123 to win. 
the Warriors had all five starters in double digits, led by Steph Curry, who had 26 points and 11 assists on 9 of 17 and only one turnover. Draymond did it all, scoring 16 points, grabbing 17 boards, and also dishing out 10 assists. D'Angelo Russell had 24 points, 7 boards, and 8 assists to help get his first win in a Warriors uniform. Glenn Robinson III had 12 points and 9 boards, Jordan Poole had 13, and Damian Lee came off the bench with a strong 23-point, 11-board performance. Leading the way for the Pelicans was Brandon Ingram, who had 27 points, 10 boards, and 6 assists on 10 of 23 shooting. Josh Hart had 12 points, and Lonzo Ball had 12 points and 9 assists. Coming off the bench, the Pelicans had three players in double digits. Jackson Hayes had 19, Nikhil Alexander-Walker had 15, and Kenrick Williams had 16. J.J. Redick had a rough game from the field, scoring five points on one of ten shooting, including one of nine from three. The poor Pelicans, ravaged by injury, didn't have Zion, obviously, Drew Holiday, and Derek Favors. Three of the five starting lineup that was supposed to make this year different for the Pelicans, and that has led them to stumble out of the gates going 0-4 to start the year. And it doesn't get any easier as they host the Denver Nuggets on Thursday night. For the Warriors, the win bumps them up to 1-2, and and they will be hosting Phoenix on Wednesday night. Up next, the Portland Trailblazers travel to San Antonio, where both teams seem to have a grasp on it, but neither could really hold on. As Portland dominated in the first half, getting their lead up to 19 points, the Spurs started to show life in that second quarter, and at the beginning of the second half, took over and began dominating on their own taking their own lead to 19 points. That's when Dame decided he had had enough because he had been struggling to that point in the game, scoring only 10 points on 3 of 16 shooting through three quarters. But in the fourth, he went 6 of 12 from the field, not to mention 18 straight in the final four minutes. And that's what got Portland back in the game. But unfortunately for the Blazers, Dame couldn't make one last shot as it went halfway down the rim, but ended up popping out for a Spurs victory 113-110. For the Spurs, DeMar DeRozan led the way again, scoring 27 points on 10 of 16 shooting. LaMarcus had 15 and 7. Brian Forbes had 14 points, 7 rebounds. DeJounte Murray had 7 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Coming off the bench for the Spurs, Derek White had 21 points on a very, very efficient 8 of 11 from the field. Patty Mills chipped in 12 against his former team. For the Blazers, in addition to Dame's 28, C.J. McCollum had 27. Rodney Hood had 11. Hassan Whiteside had a semi-quiet game, getting 8 points and 7 boards. Anthony Tolliver got the start for Zach Collins because of injury and had 5 points and 10 boards. Scalabissier came off the bench, scoring 10 points and 6 rebounds in 12 and a half minutes. Kent Bazemore struggled from the field, going 1 of 9 and 0 of 3 from deep, and also fouled out. The loss puts the Blazers at 2-2 and will travel to OKC for Wednesday night. Meanwhile, the Spurs continue to be amazing and are one of the three undefeated teams and will have that tested on Thursday night when they travel to LA to face the once-upon-a-time Spurs legend Kawhi Leonard. Moving on to a great Southwest battle. The Utah Jazz traveled to Phoenix to play the Suns, where it looked like the Jazz were in control, but it was a close game until the fourth quarter where the Suns took a seven-point lead before the Utah Jazz took the lead back and never let it go, eking out the 96-95 win. Utah managed to win and win ugly, shooting just 38% from the field and also committing 23 turnovers. But luckily, Boyan Bogdanovich was on, scoring 29 of 8 of 13 from the field, including 4 of 8 from deep. 
Donovan Mitchell, who hit the game-winning free throw, scored 25 on 9 of 24 from the field. Rudy Gobert had a strong game with 15 points and 18 boards. New acquisition Mike Conley is still struggling to find his way in this offense, and to this point is averaging 7.8 points a game and 4.3 assists. And this game was no different. He only scored one point on 0 of 7 from shooting with three turnovers in just 20 minutes of action. But it still was enough for the Jazz to get the win. For the Suns, Devin Booker led the way with 21 points, and Kelly Oubre had 18. Ricky Rubio was just two assists shy of a boring triple-double, with 10 points, 10 rebounds, and 8 assists. Frank the Tank Kaminsky had 10 points and 8 boards off the bench, and Javon Carter had 15 off the bench. The Suns' loss puts them at 2-2, two and two, and they travel to Golden State for a Wednesday night game. The Jazz are now 3-1 and one and host the Clippers on Wednesday night. Sticking out west, the Denver Nuggets played the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento, where the game was back and forth until the Kings had a dismal third quarter, only putting up 17 points and allowing the Nuggets to score 30. After that, it was all Nuggets, with the Nuggets pulling out the victory 101-94. The Nuggets did it very team-focused, as nobody really stood out. Jamal Murray had 18 on 6 of 14 shooting, Gary Harris had 17 on 5 of 9. Jokic and Will Barton were both a little cold, with Jokic going 4 of 15 from the field for 9 points and 13 boards, and Will Barton scoring 13 on 5 of 14. Plumlee chipped in 10 points and 7 boards off the bench. For the Kings, De'Aaron Fox had 20 points and 9 assists on 7 of 17 from the field. Buddy Heald was cold, once again, scoring 5 points on 2 of 13 shooting, 1 of 6 from deep. Bielisa and Barnes had 12 apiece. Coming off the bench, Rashawn Holmes had a strong game, scoring 24 and bringing in 13 rebounds on 10 of 14 shooting, and also chipping in two blocks. But that wasn't enough as the Kings dropped to 0-4, but they're hoping to get that first win when they host the Charlotte Hornets on Wednesday night. The Denver Nuggets are 3-1 and and will be on the Tuesday night portion of this podcast with a game against the Mavericks. The Los Angeles Clippers hosted the Charlotte Hornets, and we'll just say it right away. The Clippers took care of business, never letting the Hornets lead in the second half. Kawhi was dominant. In under 30 minutes, had 30 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks, 10 of 18 from the field, 8 of 8 from the line, 2 of 5 from 3, and only 2 turnovers. It's pretty impressive stuff. Landry Shamit had 16 points on 6 of 12 shooting, and Zubach had 7 points, 6 boards, and 5 blocks for a career high in that department. And never forget about the bench unit, which Lou Williams had 23, 4, and 4, while Montrez Harrell had 19 points and 7 boards on 8 of 12 shooting. The good news for the Hornets is they had 6 people in double digits. The bad news for the Hornets is that didn't make a difference. Terry Rozier led the way with 17 points. Cody Zeller had a strong double-double with 14 points and 13 boards. Rookie P.J. Washington had 11 points and 7 boards. Devontae Graham continued to impress with 14 points and 12 assists. What is really exciting is we saw some life out of Malik Monk scoring 15 points on 7 of 12 shooting. And still struggling a little bit from deep going 1 of 5, but still, progress. The loss puts the Hornets at 1-3, and three, and on Wednesday we'll visit the Sacramento Kings. The Clippers' win puts them at 3-1. and one and visit Utah on Wednesday night. All right, we are officially on to the Tuesday night games, and there's only three of them, so I'll go ahead and get started. Starting in the East, the Hawks coming off a back-to-back, traveling to Miami to face the Heat, which everything started out fine. 
but everybody in Atlanta let out a collective gasp when Trey Young rolled his ankle in the second quarter. He did not return and ended with five points in 11 minutes. I don't think it's a surprise that Miami kind of took charge at that moment and pretty much rode a lead the rest of the way, taking the victory 112 to 97. And I forgot to mention, this was Jimmy Butler's first game in a Miami uniform, and he scored 21, as did Goran Dragic off the bench. But coming off the bench as the top scorer for the Heat was Tyler Harrow, who had 29 on 7 of 9 shooting, going 12 of 16 from the line and 3 of 4 from deep. Kendrick Nunn and Bam Adebayo had 17 points each. Adebayo also had 10 boards and 3 blocks and 2 steals. For the Hawks, it was John Collins who stepped up once Trey Young went down, scoring 30 points, getting 7 rebounds and 4 assists. He went 10 of 17 from the field, including 5 of 8 from deep. Cam Reddish has had a quiet first four games in the NBA, averaging 3.7 a game. This game, he actually had six points, also dishing out six assists. Jabari Parker had 12 points, and Vince Carter chipped in seven off the bench. The win moves Miami to 3-1 and and 1-0 with Jimmy Butler, while the loss moves the Hawks to 2-2. These two will face again on Thursday, this time in Atlanta, and it'll be interesting to see if Trey Young gets any action out there with a sprained ankle. And moving on to the Nuggets Mavericks, and the Nuggets coming off a win against the Kings got to come home and play the Mavericks. The Nuggets actually started out strong, but ended up running out of steam and ended up losing in fourth quarter scoring by eight points. And with that, the Mavericks won 109-106. The Mavericks did that by employing a strategy of getting everybody involved, which is usually the Nuggets strategy. The Mavericks had 10 players play. Nine of those 10 scored double digits. Nobody had more than 14 points for the Dallas Mavericks. And they scored 109 points. Maxi Kleber and Tim Hardaway Jr. both had 14 points. And DeLon Wright and Luka Doncic both had 12. I almost forgot Dorian Finney-Smith. Kristaps had 10 and 14 rebounds and 3 assists and 2 blocks. And I'm sure you're curious who the one person is that didn't get double digits. And that's Dwight Powell, who only played 13 minutes, but only scored 4 points and got 4 rebounds. For the Nuggets, leading the way was Paul Millsap, who had 23-8. and Will Barton shot pretty well, scoring 19 points and grabbing 11 boards on 8 of 16 shooting. Jokic had a boring, lazy triple-double, if there is such a thing. Scoring 10 points, grabbing 10 boards, and dishing 10 assists. Gary Harris and Jamal Murray had 16 apiece. The results of this game put both teams at 3-1. and one. The Mavericks will be hosting the Lakers on Friday, and the Nuggets are at New Orleans on Thursday. And on to our last game of Tuesday night. The Memphis Grizzlies traveled to Staples Center to play the Lakers. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch this game because it looks like Anthony Davis went off. And the Lakers controlled this game most of the way and ended up taking the victory 120-91. to Anthony Davis, in just 30 minutes of action, had 40 points and 20 boards and somehow went 26 of 27 from the line. LeBron, in 28 minutes of action, had 23 points and 8 assists. Avery Bradley had 12 points and coming off the bench providing a little spark was KCP with 13 points and 6 boards on 6 of 11 shooting. Glad to see he's back in rhythm. 
On the losing side of things for the Grizzlies, John Morant had 16 points on 6 of 13 shooting. Valanchunas had 14 points and 11 boards for a nice double-double in 22 minutes of action. And Grayson Allen had an interesting game, scoring 13 points and grabbing 5 boards, but also went 4 of 14 from the field with 4 turnovers. Reserve big man Solomon Hill also had another strong game, scoring 8 points in 13 minutes and grabbing 4 boards. The loss drops the Grizzlies' record to 1-2, and two, and they get a few days of rest before they host the Phoenix Suns on Saturday night. The win for the Lakers pushes them to 2-1, and one, and they head to Dallas for a game on Friday night. Well, that's it for Tuesday night's games. Coming up tomorrow, we've got a 4.30 Pacific time game between the Bucks and the Celtics on ESPN, and then following that... We've got the Clippers-Utah Jazz game, also on ESPN. And Thursday night, we've got Miami-Atlanta on TNT and the Nuggets-Pelicans, also on TNT. So a few doubleheaders for you. Got plenty of hoops coming up. But thanks for joining the Box Out podcast, and I'll be syncing up with you on Thursday. And have a great night. Peace. Peace.